0: everyone this morning? Good. I think people on this side are great, but I don't know about this side. How are you doing this morning? Are you awake? Have you had your coffee? All right. Well, for those of you who don't know me very well or haven't been around me very much, um, I just, I'll warn you now, I like props, I'm visual, so I have my little bag of tricks here. And also, if you haven't been around me very much, let me just warn you that I talk with my hands a lot. You know, it's like I just can't get the words out without the hands. People try to hold my hands and I can't get the words out. So if my flailing distracts you at all, just imagine I'm waving at you and you can just wave right back and we'll be good. (laughs) Okay. I am excited to be in God's house with you this morning. I love this series that we're doing on God's house. You know why? Because I love God's house. When I look back over my life, man, God's house has impacted my life in such a significant and profound way. I was just thinking back over my life, over this this last week, and I thought, wow, it's in God's house that I discovered relationship with Him. It's in God's house that I've encountered His presence and His power that has brought Such growth in my life that has drawn me closer to him, that has brought wisdom and guidance in my life, that has brought strength and encouragement, that has brought healing and restoration and transformation in my life. It's in his house that I've discovered giftings that he's put within me, that I've recognized his calling on my life, that I've begun to walk in his purposes for my life. When I look back over my life, I recognize that God's house is the most powerful place I have ever been in my entire life. And I believe that is the desire and heart of God, that his house would be a place full of his power, full of his presence. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of church, that's the kind of house of God I want to be in. I always want to be in a house of God that's full of his presence and power, not a dull, dead, lifeless church. How about you? But I want to ask you today, what is it that determines the amount of God's presence and power that we experience in his house. What is it that determines that? It's not just luck, it's not just coincidence. You and I play a very vital role in determining the amount of God's power and presence that is available and experienced in his house. Did you know that? You might be sitting there thinking, me? Me? I have a part in determining the amount of God's presence and power that's available in His house? Yes, you. Yes, you. Absolutely. Every single one of us have a part in that. Because let me ask you, where does the Spirit of God live today? In us, in His people. We individually are. The temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God dwells in us when we come into relationship with God. And how does God move and work on the earth today? He moves and works on the earth today by his Spirit through his people. So we all definitely have a very vital part in how much of God's presence and power is experienced in his house. And so I want us to look today at a passage of scripture that talks about this very thing. And so look with me at Ephesians chapter 2. And we're just going to look at a few verses here, starting in verse 19 in Ephesians 2. If you don't have your Bible, they'll have the verse on the screens. And it says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now this passage is talking about people, people uniting together to become the place where the Spirit of God dwells in all of his fullness, in all of his power, to accomplish all that he desires to accomplish. A place where the fullness of God, all that he is, is experienced. But these verses show us a progression of how this happens. And so today, we're going to take this passage, and we're just going to dissect it a little bit, and take a look at the progression that brings about the presence of God, the power of God in his house. So let's start by looking back at just at verse 19. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the Of the household of God. It's talking about strangers and foreigners. That means people who were not citizens of a particular place, who did not belong. You know, one definition in the original writings said people who just come as visitors to be entertained, spectators sitting on the outside looking in. Have you ever felt like an outsider? Sometimes we feel like outsiders. Just recently I had a situation where I really felt like an outsider. We were on vacation and I was sitting on the beach and I didn't even tell you this happened. I don't know where you were, but you had gone to do something. And and I I was sitting on the beach and at the resort there, somebody was coming up and down the beach trying to get people to play volleyball. And they passed by me and said, you want to play volleyball? And I just about laughed out loud, and I'm like, hello, do I look like a volleyball player? I'm barely 5'1", and um, don't you see the big neon sign over my head that says, not athletic, non-coordinated. So I just kind of laughed it off and said, oh, no thanks. And they went on. I didn't think anything more about it. Well, a little bit later on, I decided to go for a walk on the beach and I walked past where they were playing volleyball. And I just stood back and watched for a few minutes, and I saw these people who had just gathered together, who didn't know each other, and they looked like this amazing team, Like they'd been practicing forever. And they're all in their little volleyball stances, you know, and they're throwing out their volleyball lingo, whatever that is, you all know what that is. I don't know what that is. Anyways, I stood back and I was just watching this, laughing to myself. And I thought, wow, I am such an outsider to that world. My volleyball stance is, "Ah," And my volleyball lingo is, don't hit me in the head! They definitely did not want me on their team. And I just stood there and laughed to myself, at myself, thinking, wow, I am a total outsider to that world. Have you ever felt like an outsider? Sometimes we can feel like outsiders. And in these verses, Paul was talking here to Gentiles. They knew what it was like to have been outsiders. They were outsiders before Jesus tore through that wall of separation. But I want you to know today that in God's house, there are no outsiders. There are no outsiders. No one needs to be an outsider in God's house. And this verse says we are no longer strangers and foreigners. This is who we are not once we come into relationship with God. And god wants every one of us to come into relationship with him his arms are stretched out wide and he is just saying come come to me i love you come to me he doesn't force himself on us he gives us a choice he lets us choose but he asks us to come and when we come We are no longer outsiders. We are not strangers. We are not foreigners. We are not visitors. We are not spectators. You know, sometimes the beginning of knowing who we are is knowing who we are not. And then this verse continues to tell us who we are. We are fellow citizens with others who've come into relationship with God we are members of the household of God now you might hear that word member and think oh gosh do I have to be on a church membership role no that is not what this is talking about it's not talking about being a member of an elite club this word member you know what it literally means in the original writing it means blood relatives wow I love that because of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, we are now blood relatives. We are the family of God, and therefore we all belong in His house. When we come into God's family, His house becomes our house together. Family in God's house. Look around at your family today. Go ahead. Look around you. Look all around this room. Take a look at your blood relatives, your family. One of the things that we love the most about the Bridge Church is the diversity that we have here. I love to be able to look around this church and see that I have blood relatives from Kenya, from Nigeria, from the Philippines, and different parts of Asia, from Mexico, from different parts of Central America, South America. No matter what our ethnic background is, we are blood relatives in Jesus. I love that, and I'm so thankful for my family. But we also have different types of diversity. I would say in this room, we have people from all different backgrounds and walks of life. We have people in this room, I'm sure, who would say they come from a very, maybe sheltered and more proper upbringing and background. And we have people who have come from a very wild and crazy and extremely colorful background. Would that be accurate to say? You don't have to admit it. (laughs) I'm sure we would have people here who would say, That, well, I'm a second, third, fourth generation Christian. And others who would say, yeah, well, I'm second, third, fourth generation heathen. And that is okay. We are family. We are family. And no matter what our background is, no matter what walk of life we have come out of, none are better than another. We are family, all children of God, brothers and sisters. And look around at the age diversity we have in this place. Oh, I love that. That is one thing I just love so much about this church is that all ages are represented here. Do you know why that is so important? Think about this with me. A family is not a family without multiple generations. Multiple generations are what create family. And so we need every generation present in God's house. We together are family. And though we are diverse, we are blood relatives. And this is our house. Amen? Amen. We need each other. We need our family. For me, in the most difficult time of my life, I knew I needed to be in God's house. And I got myself there every time the doors were open. And it was in that place that I found healing, that I found restoration for my soul, that I found encouragement and support and strength. And you know where it came from? It came from family in the house. We need each other, and we need to gather in our house regularly. We need our family. We need to be with them on a regular basis. And, you know, that is the first step in that progression. I want us to see in this passage of Scripture that we're no longer outsiders. But when we come in and recognize this is our family, then we make God's house our house. And then these verses continue. And let's look in verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Did you know that God has a place that he needs each of us to take in his house? It's as though these verses are talking about bricks, likening us to bricks that construct a physical house. we have this amazing foundation that has been laid for us, first with Jesus as that chief cornerstone, but then with the apostles and the prophets and those who have gone before us in future i mean in previous generations laying that foundation for us but now it's our turn it's our turn to take our place and to be that next layer in that foundation he has a place that he wants each one of us to take it says this if each of us are the bricks making up god's house and he wants us to find our place and to take our place so that his house can be built. Let me ask you a question. If I'm building a house with these bricks, can I start setting bricks up here before these bricks down here are set? No. What'll happen? It'll just fall, right? Because there's no support, there's no foundation under it. I want to ask you, Do you want your children, your grandchildren, generations coming up after you to find their place in God's house? Then it's up to us to take our place in God's house so that they have a foundation to build upon. When we don't take our place, we prevent others from taking their place in God's house. And let me ask you, when when one brick is removed, does it allow the others around it to be connected as well as they need to be, to have the support that they need in that structure? No, it creates holes in the wall. It creates gaps. I wanna tell you today, Your blood relatives in this place, your family sitting all around you, they also need you to take your place. We can't be connected the way God intended for us to be connected until we are willing to take our place. God has a place for each and every one of us in his house. He wants us to take ownership in his house. And when we're willing to take our place in God's house, His house becomes my house. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says that He places us in the body as He pleases. He has a home for every one of us, He has a local church where He wants each of us to be planted. And he places us in a local church home in his house for purpose. It's not just accident or coincidence. It's not just, oh, I think I feel like going over here today. Or, no, I think I feel like going over there today. No, he draws us to the place where he wants us. And we need to recognize that when God is leading us, when we feel our heart connect in a house of God, when we walk in and we feel like this is home, that is the spirit of God calling us to that place because God has purpose for us in that place. Not only does he have a place for you, but he has a place for you to fill within that place. We hear all the time people say, oh, I walked in and I just felt like this was home. I just, I just knew this was home. We love to hear that, that's so awesome. But I wanna ask you today, maybe you have felt like that before. Like for you, the Bridge Church is home. If this is home, if you f- have ever felt like this is home, are you living like this is home? Think about your home, your natural home where you put your head on the pillow every night. Do you just show up there on occasion? Do you ring the doorbell and act like a guest expecting to be entertained? No, of course not. We take responsibility in our homes, don't we? We take responsibility for the things that need to be done, for the chores on the honey-do list. We take responsibility to pay the bills to sustain that home. We have friends over into our home, people we wanna hang out with. And what do you do when friends come into your home? Do you just ignore them and go in the other room? No, I saw that (laughs) head Don't shake your head yes to that (laughs) (laughs) No, when our friends that we want to hang out with come into our home, we don't ignore them, we connect with them. You see, we are good at knowing how to take our place in our natural homes. We need to get good at learning how to take our place in God's house. I want you to just imagine for a moment with me. Just think about this and and just try to imagine this place. If everybody who called the Bridge Church home came every single Sunday. Can you imagine the excitement that would be in this place? This place would be packed out every Sunday we'd be adding more services it would be so exciting we'd know more of our family our hearts our lives would connect together it'd be so exciting imagine with me the atmosphere in this place if everybody who came through the doors came not just to get but to give to support to love to encourage others around them Imagine what we could accomplish if every person who came through the doors had a heart to use their gifts and their talents in God's house, serving, being a support to his house, through serving, through giving financially, through praying for his house, through praying for each other, our family. How awesome would that be? We could accomplish so much for God's kingdom. Imagine... The connections that we would have with each other if we all came early to just connect to get to know other people you know I know that most of you have your usual seats that you like to sit in and that means that those people around you those are probably their usual seats too do you know the people that sit in your section we kind of learn your sections and where you sit <laughs> some of you you know, trip us up from time to time, move around, that's good. (laughs) But can you imagine what would happen if you came early to get to know those who sit around you, to linger afterwards in the foyer, just connecting with others, getting to know your family? Imagine the connections that would be in this place. Imagine the connections with God that every person would encounter if every person came through these doors with a heart to enter into worship, to worship God from the depths of their being, not one standing back like a spectator, but every person worshiping with all that's within them, every person leaning into the Word, hungry for the Word, grabbing a hold of it, applying it to their life. Wow, every person would have such amazing connections with God. Imagine the ministry that would take place here. If every person who has really walked through something difficult in their life and God has brought them out on the other side, if every one of them was willing to start a connect group to help other people walking through similar things, Whoa, can you imagine the ministry that would be birthed out of this place, the people that we would be able to reach? Imagine the outreach. That would happen if everybody with a heart for outreach came together and shared ideas and said, yes, let's do this. Let's reach this valley for Jesus. We can do this together. Imagine what could happen if we all came into this place just ready to let God use us and ready to let him flood through us. You see, God has purpose for each one of us individually in this place so that we can corporately fulfill his purposes on the earth, so that we can reach more people, so that we can make a difference in this valley and beyond. He wants to use each and every one of us to accomplish his purposes. You might be sitting there thinking, Oh, well, I need him to do some things in me before I could really step out like that. I want to tell you, If you take a step to let God work through you, something supernatural happens. And simultaneously, he will work in you. The spirit of God, as it's flooding through us, works in us and brings the answers and the healing and the things that we are in need of in our own life in the process. It is time to take our place in God's house. And it is time to refuse to let anything hold us back. Sometimes we can let mindsets hold us back. Sometimes we can make excuses that hold us back. Don't, you don't have to start squirming in your chairs because we are all creatures of excuses because we're human. I'll put myself at the front of the line. But I want us this morning just to, you know, take a minute and talk about some of those excuses that we make from time to time. Can we do that? All right. Anybody ever like to watch online in your bed with your coffee and your jammies because you just feel like staying home today? Of course, none of you do. Just those who are watching from their beds this morning. (laughs) you know we have live streaming and we love that we have live streaming we hear people say all the time how much it blesses them when they're traveling or when they're sick and can't get out or we have a number of elderly people that it's difficult for them to get out anymore and they watch live streaming that's awesome we love to have that tool available but when we put our comforts as more of a priority than God's house That's when it's not a great thing. It's not the same as being in God's house. Imagine if you had a security camera or a nanny cam in your house, and you had an app on your phone where you could access that camera. Maybe some of you have that. And at the end of a long, full day of work, you're tired, you're driving home, but instead of pulling into the driveway, you go park down at the end of the street, and you Pull up that app so you can just kind of watch what's happening in your house. And, oh, yeah, you see the family gathering at the dinner table. Oh, that food looks good. I'm hungry. Oh, and you just kind of see everything happening in the house. Is it the same as being in the house? No. Not even close. It's the same in God's house. We need to be together in God's house. Amazing, supernatural things happen in God's house. Sometimes we can sit back and just kind of take the attitude, well, they don't need my giftings there. They've got everything covered. Don't ever think there is not a place here for your gifts. Can I just tell you, we have so many needs in the church because there are so many things burning in our hearts that we know God wants to do through us. There's always new things that we sense God wanting to do. And so very often we find ourselves praying and asking God to send people with this gifting or that gifting so we can step out in that area. And when he sends someone with those giftings, it's so exciting. But I can't help but sit back sometimes and wonder, were there already people there with those giftings that just didn't want to step up and take their place? Don't ever think there's not a place for your gifting. Just because you don't see a need does not mean there isn't a need there. And if you're not sure, how to use it, where to plug in. Come to Connecting Point. We do Connecting Point every other month. You'll hear all the different opportunities. You'll have a chance to talk to the pastors. Let us hear what's in your heart. We'll help you get plugged in. Another thing we can sometimes think is, oh, the simple things, they're not really significant things, like, you know, greeting or being out in the parking lot. That's not significant. That's not ministry. Oh, can I tell you, that is huge ministry. I have heard people say that the reason they decided to attend a church is because of the person they encountered at the door that made them feel welcome and at home what happens when they pull in the parking lot what happens when they first walk in the door determines whether or not they're even going to listen to the word that goes forth in that service that is ministry those things are so vitally important every area of serving is genuine ministry sometimes we can sit back and say well, I don't need to be part of a connect group or man to man or chick connection, you know, those things that happen during the week. I don't need more friends. Other people need you, other people need you to be a friend. You've been through things, there's so much in you. You can encourage others. Youth, young adults. I wanna talk to you for a minute. I know that you've all got full plates with school and all the demands that are put upon you. And young adults, some of you might be trying to finish college and start a career and figure out what your future is gonna look like. And sometimes it's easy to sit back and say, well, when I get things figured out a little bit more, then I'll take my place. Can I just encourage you this morning? Do not wait to take your place in God's house. Every season of life is full, but as you step up and take your place in God's house, he will walk you into the future that he has for you. He will walk you into the fullness of his purposes for your life. My life is a living example of that. As a young girl getting planted in God's house, Seeing him walk me into the purposes that he had for me. Don't wait. Step up. Take your place in God's house. Maybe you're here and you're saying, yeah, well, I'm a little further down the road and life is crazy with the ages of my kids right now and life's just so hectic. Parents, there is nothing your kids need more than to be planted in God's house. And there is nothing they need more than to see mom and dad taking their place in God's house. Maybe you're here and you're a little further along, your kids are grown. Maybe you've been serving in church for years and years. Sometimes in that season of life, people can tend to take on the mindset that, well, my serving days are over. I'm going to give it to the younger ones now. And they take a back seat. Remember, we're a family A family is made up of every generation, and every generation has a place in God's house. As long as you are living and breathing, there is a place for you in God's house, and we need you. And maybe there's some of you here today, and you'd say, Well, I've tried. I've tried to find my place in God's house, but I just just didn't work. I just got a little frustrated and I just I've gotten a little hurt. Can I tell you this morning, God's house is made up of people. And that means that we are imperfect humans in God's house. And everyone has been hurt. I have been hurt. Pastor Gary has been hurt. So many of us have been hurt. And if you have ever been hurt in this house, I want to say to you, I am so sorry. We would never intentionally try to hurt anyone. We are family. Well, one thing I know is that the enemy will use everything he can to try to get us to hold on to a hurt to prevent us from taking our place in God's house. Because if he can prevent us from taking our place, then he can prevent others around us from taking their place in God's house. Think about a natural family. In a natural family, everyone has a place in that family. they're part of the family they have a place in that family right even though there's differences even though there may be differences of opinion or disagreements every family member has a place but when one family member removes themselves from that family wow does that hurt the rest of the family doesn't it you know it's the same in god's house When one family member pulls away and removes themselves from that family, oh, it hurts the family. Wow, does it hurt the heart of God. And I just want to tell you today, maybe there's someone here today, and you've been withdrawing. You've been pulling away. You've been contemplating pulling out of God's house completely. I've got to tell you this morning, do not let the enemy win. Do not let him win. That is strictly a ploy and plot of the enemy to keep you from fulfilling the purposes that God has for you. He has a place for you in this house. And if we are going to see God do all that he wants to do, it's going to take all of us, every single one of us, stepping up, taking our place, taking ownership and saying, yes, God's house is my house. And that's that second step in the progression of these verses. And then this passage in Ephesians concludes with verse 22. And it says, In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This is the why. When we take our place, we collectively are built into God's dwelling place, where he dwells by his spirit. That means the place where his fullness, all that he is, all of his presence, all of his power is experienced, where his power is overflowing. This is the result of us taking our place in God's house. When every one of us choose to make God's house my house, his house becomes overflowing, exploding with his presence and his power. You see, we are individually temples of the Holy Spirit, right? So when we step up to take our place, it is as though we take the cork off of our lives and through our serving, through our using our gifts, through our giving, His spirit floods out, and as a result, we pour more of his presence into his house, more of his power into his house. So you see, every one of us have a vital role in the amount of God's presence and power that is available and experienced in his house. Wow, when every one of us take our place, when every one of us choose to take the cork off and let his spirit flood through us, wow, there would be an unleashing of God's power in this place like we've never seen before. And he would accomplish all that he wants to accomplish. There is so much God wants to do, but he's asking us to take our place. Maybe you're here today and... And you are one who has totally plugged in and totally taken your place in this house. That is so awesome. And we want to encourage you this morning. Don't ever take that lightly. Don't ever become calloused to the importance of that. You are so incredibly vital and valuable to what God is doing here. You are a vessel that his spirit is pouring through and we are so grateful for you. You are helping accomplish God's purposes and that is awesome. I wish I had time to go through every person who has planted themselves and is just being that one who has taken their place in in this house because we have so many amazing people doing that. We're so grateful for you. But maybe you're here today and you have recognized that This is the home church where God's called you to. You've given your life to him. You know this is your family. But maybe, maybe you come regularly. Maybe you pop in on rare occasions. Maybe you happen to pop in today. I don't think it's an accident or a coincidence. But we want you to know that you're a very valuable part of our family. And Our doors, our arms, our hearts are wide open to you. You're our family, and we love you. But we want you to know that God has purpose for you here. We need what God has put within you, and you need what God has put within us. And there is a place here for you more than just a chair here for you. There is a place that God wants you to take in his house. And I want to encourage you to take time, to just start talking to God about that. Just start talking to God about your place and start taking some courageous steps to plug in more, to go a little deeper in his house. Let his house become your house. I told you that the house of God has transformed my life, but it came about when I was willing to take my place in his house. He wants to do incredible things in and through you maybe there's some others of you here today and you say you know i'm that one who has been that outsider i've never yet experienced my own personal relationship with god i haven't yet come into his family as i said earlier the arms of the father are stretched wide open and he is just saying to you Come be part of my family. But remember, he asks us to choose. And if that's you, I want to encourage you today to choose to come into relationship with him. Don't put it off. Don't wait another day, another moment. Come to him today. There's so much ahead of you, so much waiting for you in God's house and with family. And if that's you, I would just be honored to lead you in a prayer today to just enter relationship with him and as we pray I also want to ask maybe you're here and you just know that you've kind of gotten off track with God and and you've been away from his house and you want to come home today as we pray I want you to join in on that prayer today. In fact, I want all of us to pray this together. I'm just going to give you some simple words. It's not about my words. I want to ask you to wrap your heart around these words. And can we all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray together today? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're my Father. And that you love me. And that you're calling me home. And today I choose you. I choose to enter your family. And I ask you to be Lord of my life. Help me to grow in you. Help me to take my place in your house. I choose to live for you from this day forward in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. If you made that decision today, awesome. What a great decision. Oh. There is incredible life ahead of you with God. And we want to help you as you get started walking out life with Him. We just have this simple little tool called The Next Seven Days. And it's just a a short book with a very short reading for each day for the next seven days to help you get started in relationship with God. And when we dismiss service, you can get that from any of the prayer teams who will be standing up front, or you can also get one out at the Connection Center out in our lobby. But we just want to say, Welcome to the Family, can we give them a hand today? Those who made a choice to join the family of God, amen.
1: Give Pastor Ann a good hand this morning, if you would. Wow, I may not get my job back after that. Wow, outstanding! Wow. That spoke to my heart. I think I'm going to start a connect group for abused pastors. I think that's my new calling. Hey, you know what? That challenged me today. I know it challenged you, and I want to encourage you. Get involved. Find your place. Find your place. It may be up here. It may be down here, wherever it is, wherever God wants you. Get involved because other people need you, and they're depending on you. Baby, that was a great message. Thank you so much. That's the heart of the Bridge Church. We want to connect people with God and connect people with people. Now, we're getting close to the end of our worship service, but this is the part of service that is very much worship that a lot of people don't recognize it as being worshiped. This is the part of the service where we give back to God. And I know there are a number of different ways that we can give. We give online. Some of you do it through your bank account. I, I understand all that, but this is a time of service. Whether you're giving right now physically or whether you give in other ways, to the church, this is the time of service where we stop and we thank God for His faithfulness and we worship Him with our giving, giving back to Him. And, you know, know, today, I just got to tell you, one of the greatest blessings you'll ever find in your entire life is when you start honoring God first above all else in life before you honor Uncle Sam, before you honor uh, uh, Bank of America, whoever's got the mortgage on your house or your car, before you start honoring everybody else, when you honor God first, it just opens up the windows of heaven over your life. So I want to encourage you today. Give to God as he's blessed you. Give to God out of a heart of worship and realize this is not a duty. This is a privilege and an honor to recognize God as our God over everything and our source of every good and perfect gift. God bless you as you give today. And as you give, let's watch church news together and find out what's going on at the bridge.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the bridge. My name is Ashley, and it's great to have you with us in church today. September is upon us, and so is a brand new season here in our church. We don't want you to miss out on anything that's happening this fall at the bridge. So let's check out church news and see everything that's coming up.
3: Hey parents, do you have a high schooler preparing for college or maybe even a junior high student who's planning ahead? Well, we want to help our parents and students prepare for college now. Next Sunday evening, September 25th, we'll be hearing from Andre Ong, founder of Christian Collegiates, right here at The Bridge. He's gonna to talk to parents and students about going to college as Christians and how to pay for it as wise stewards. He'll be covering a few other important topics like students maintaining their faith during college years, selecting schools based on their personal gifts and goals, and understanding the business of college admissions. And finally, you'll learn the secrets to finding free money to pay for college, regardless of your income and how to avoid common financial mistakes many parents make. It's a free event, and we would love for students and parents to join us next Sunday evening at 5 p.m. in the chapel. We simply ask that you register at the table in the foyer next Sunday or on our website, thebridgechurch.tv. We hope to see you 5 p.m. next Sunday.
0: There is a that will shine brightly in your darkness, a light that will light the way, a light that will bring clarity and answers, a light that will bring peace and guidance, a light that will bring freedom, triumph, and rejoicing. That light is the Word of God. It is a lamp to guide your feet and a light to direct your path. It is relevant and applicable today to every life of every age, in every season, on every path. Come, discover the word more fully. Allow it to illuminate your path and lead you into a life of connection, purpose, strength, and value. A life that will carry the light and help others find light in their domain. Light the
2: to the bridge we want to help you get plugged in take some time after service today to come and say hi at the connection center our volunteers would love to meet you answer your questions and tell you about everything that's happening in the church they can also help you find a connect group where you can build deeper friendships into your life if you want to stay up to date with everything that's coming up be sure to check out our website thebridgechurch.tv and if you made a decision or a recommitment to follow christ today please come and see one of our prayer teams or stop by the Connection Center to grab your copy of the next seven days. It's our free gift to you and we want to help you start your journey. Thanks again for hanging out with us this weekend. We love spending Sundays with you.
1: All right, just before we go today, I want to share a couple things just really, really quickly. I shared last Sunday, and if you weren't here, I want you to know about it. Two weeks from today, we're going to conclude this series about God's house. His house, our house, my house. Next Sunday morning, Pastor Zach's going to be sharing his thoughts about God's house. You don't want to miss it. The following Sunday, I'll be sharing about the blessing that's on God's house. Great message that I guarantee you would challenge you to walk into new things with God. But two weeks from today, October 2nd, we're going to be doing something that we don't do very often. We're going to be receiving a special offering above our other giving. And it's something that needs to become a part of the life of our church where we're going to recognize the need of God's house and be willing to give a little bit above what we normally give. And we're about to celebrate, well, we just celebrated 10 years of being in this building, and we haven't had to do a whole lot of upkeep the last 10 years. How many of you know 10 years has gone fast, for those of you who have been around? It's gone fast, but we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of people come through the house. We've got areas of our building and our facility that are needing to be updated We're going to start in the very entryway of our church in our lobby we're going to be redesigning a little bit of the coffee shop and bookstore area and opening it up enlarging it making the coffee shop new and improved and better we're going to do new flooring out there new lighting scheme we're going to get new furniture and get things set up where it's much more attractive and it draws you in wanting to connect with people it's going to be beautiful it's going to be awesome We're still in the process of getting all the final things in detail and getting clearance with the county to do the the minor changes. We're going to do construction-wise, but it's going to be amazing. We're excited about that. We're also going to be updating our security system, our camera system in the kids' rooms. We're needing to do some work there. We're talking like $25,000 just to do the upgrades with the security camera system. It's a big thing, but here's the deal. I want to ask you to start praying the next couple of weeks. Some of you have already started. Ann and I are praying, asking God what he wants us to do. And, you know, he's going to challenge us, I know, to do something significant. I want you to ask God, God, what's my part in this? What's my part in this? It may be $10, maybe 100 it may be $1, 000, maybe 1000 maybe 10000 Somebody may say, well, you know what? I just want to pay the whole thing. That's great. If that happens, then every, all the rest of us will chip in and we'll do the next project because we've got several projects in line, okay? But, but the point is we've all got a place even in our giving. So I want you to pray about what God would have you to do above and beyond your regular giving, and we're going to accomplish all that God's called us to do. Hey, I love you guys. Stand to your feet. The prayer teams are coming forward right now. If you need prayer for anything, they're here to help you. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.